Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Chris's Mic Drop. This is our Week 10 edition. It looks like the Broncos and the NFL have a good chance of getting through this season. It's uh, It was scary um, back in March and April. It was scary again leading into training camp in August. And it's scary again here in the last couple of weeks. The Broncos have had as as uh, many COVID scares as any team here in the last couple of weeks. They had some uh, some coaches. Ed Donatel still out this week, the defensive coordinator. Mike Munchek is back. Curtis Modkins is back. Bill Kolar had a contact tracing uh, issue, and uh, but it was only one day, and he was cleared. Uh, Shelby Harris, bad news this week. Um, uh, good news and bad news, I guess. The bad news is, after quarantining for one week at a hotel uh, in the Denver area, he wound up testing positive uh, Monday. He learned about it Tuesday, and he's going to be out 10 more days. Boy, that's a tough break. So 10 more days basically clears him right before the Miami game next week. So he's going to miss the Vegas game, and he's going to uh, have two weeks of non-practice uh, going into the day before the um, uh, the Miami game, so I'm not sure he's going to play in two weeks uh, either. Uh, they need him though; that's uh, that's for sure. Uh, he is uh, uh, leaps and bounds one of their best defensive linemen. Draymond Jones coming on to uh, to be a close second, but uh, Shelby's still the best defensive lineman after Jarrell Casey went down. Mike Purcell, a good run stopper both those guys out for the season. So the Broncos have a challenge going into the Raiders uh, in Las Vegas. And uh, boy, me personally, um, I was looking forward to this trip when uh, the schedule came out. And uh, no traveling to uh, Las Vegas, unfortunately. Uh, uh, Nine News sends uh, Jeff Dressel, uh, our cameraman, uh, here and there on these trips. Um, But uh, it's just tough for everyone. Uh, the Broncos have really reduced their uh, team charters. Uh, uh, fewer and fewer people are allowed on the plane, just essential uh, personnel. Have a little update for you on the on COVID also. Uh, the Broncos got some uh, bigger news than usual when the two top guys in their organization tested positive for COVID uh, a week ago, John Elway and Joe Ellis. Elway has been cleared to return to the office tomorrow. And Joe Wellis still suffering symptoms. You know, everybody it hits others uh, harder than uh, than others. And um, uh, Joe's, uh, you know, it's um, he's going to be fine. He's going to come out of it. But it's just one of those things that uh, he has the virus, um, the coronavirus, and so it's uh, it's there. And he has not been cleared to return yet. Uh, so all the best to Joe, and uh, uh, good that John Elway back in the building. Uh, as of tomorrow, uh, both of uh, John uh, quarantined, uh, was out for 10 days. He tested positive. He battled uh, about three days of symptoms, I understand, and has been good for really almost a week now and, uh, and is ready to come back. You know, you still got to go through the whole quarantine. But uh, the Broncos, the big thing with them is uh, they start bad and finish strong. Uh, Drew Locke starts bad and finishes strong. And so how do they correct that so that, uh, you know, they're not behind three touchdowns before they wake up and start moving the ball and start uh, being uh, productive. 
It was against the Chargers. They were down 21, 24 to 3. And uh, it was uh, last week against the Atlanta Falcons. They were actually down later, 34 to 13, after Drew threw a, a pick um, early in the fourth quarter. Uh, Broncos were down uh, three touchdowns. They actually came all the way back. Judy catches that ball on that last drive. Uh, uh, 20, they, you know, it was a 20 yarder across the middle. Broncos are in business and they got a chance, but uh, didn't work out this time. Uh, did work out against the Chargers who find a way to lose every single week in the final play, final seconds of the game. Uh, just a snake but uh, snake bit uh, team, I believe. And um, so the Broncos three and five, not four and four, three and five going into the Raiders. The Raiders win that game against the Chargers on the final play. and instead of four and four, they're five and three. Boy, what a difference a play makes, right? Um, so the Raiders have a very good offense uh, and not a very good defense. Uh, they rank, you know, basically 24th in yards, uh, uh, 23rd in points given up, and uh, 26th against the pass. So I think it's kind of a decent matchup for the Broncos because I think Drew Locke can have a pretty good day. Uh, this week we had a chance to sit down with uh, former Iowa inside linebacker Josie Jewell. He was the Broncos' fourth-round draft pick in 2018. Josie uh, started playing quite a bit as a rookie. Last year, uh, in 2019, he started and had uh, he had uh, uh, a team-high 12 to 15 tackles uh, in the very first game. I'm going to try to look that up against the Raiders. They lose the game um, to open the 2019 season. And then... Um, and then uh, he got benched. He got hurt uh, with a hamstring. Alexander Johnson um, replaced him. Alexander Johnson just balled out, played great. And Josie kind of got Wally uh, pipped a little bit. And we talked to him about that. And then, um, but then Josie got his job back this year after they let go of Todd Davis. It was time for Josie Jewell. He has at least 10 tackles in the last two games. Been the Broncos' leading tackler the last two games. So, um uh, Nice talk we had with Josie Jules, one of the smarter guys, one of the more pleasant guys on the team, and also one of their better football players. So we will uh, we'll let you listen right now to the interview that we had, Nine News, um, on Cliss Mic Drop with Josie Jewell, and we'll be back to talk more about Broncos Raiders on the other side of the interview. Hope you enjoy, and thank you for tuning in to Cliss's Mic Drop. Josie, the biggest thing about your game this year um, compared to last year where I've noticed you've taken the greatest improvement is playing in space. I, I imagine you didn't get faster. Maybe you did. Uh, but what, what's been the key, do you think, to uh, you know being able to cover guys out in space and to make more tackles out in space? Yeah, I think most of it's just understanding of the defense um, and especially being you know second year now in the defense um, Coach Fangio's defense especially. Uh, you understand where your leverage is, you understand where your help is, um, and you just feel more comfortable with it. I think it's like any other defense. You know, The more you practice it, the better you are at it. Um, and I've really taken this off season to, to get to know it better and understand where you can push people to, where you're going to have help. Um, and then at the end of the day, once you know the defense more, it's going to allow you to play faster and allow you not to think as much, which uh, this year it's been a lot less thinking for me and a lot less just running around. 
So you anticipate, and that gets you a half step quicker. I would say there's a little bit of anticipation, yeah, understanding where my help is. I can maybe lean one way or the other, but also just understanding, uh, you know, what gaps are closed off by the D-line and where the safeties are filling um, and everything else, just more understanding of the game. Uh, Vic's defense is a little different from what we saw with the Broncos before with Wade Phillips, Vance, Joseph, in that uh, in the nickel, in the in the sub-packages, both inside linebackers stay in. Before, it was usually just one three-down linebacker. Brandon Marshall on that great 2015 team, he would stay in. The other linebacker would come out. What is keeping two li- uh, linebackers in, the inside, do for the defense during the nickel? Why is that, that you keep two in? Uh, you know, I think keeping two linebackers, especially a nickel, um, really makes the uh, – Opposing team not want to run the ball as much, really, because um, you think about it, maybe you get a smaller body in there. Uh, maybe you have one linebacker and another safety. Uh, a lot of guys maybe see that. Uh, a lot of offensive coordinators see that and want to run the ball. And now once we have two linebackers in there, um, it's a little hesitation, hopefully, um, that they think we're going to have those gaps closed off. Last year, have you ever heard of the term Wally Pip? You know, you got uh, to get Wally Pipped? Yeah, I've heard of it a little bit. <laughs> it it kind of happened to you last year. I think you had in the opener uh, 12 to 15 tackles, by far led the team. Then you yanked that hamstring, and and Alexander Johnson uh, uh, gets in there, and he's just uh, he plays gangbusters, and you don't see the field. How difficult was that? Did you think uh, were you worried if you would get back on the field eventually? Yeah, you know I was always hoping I was. It was kind of hard to swallow right away. Um, but after, you know, after I understood what was going on, it was just, you know, I had to go out there every day and prove myself over and over again. Um, and, you know, if I got back out there, that'd be awesome. Uh, but I'm going to work my butt off to do that. And luckily during this off season and then uh, early this season, uh, I got another opportunity just to show them what I could do on the field and really just stay positive the whole time and uh, just keep on working. Don't ever put your head down. This Raider uh, offense you're going to face this weekend is – is better than the Raider offense you faced last year. Uh, you know, John Gruden and the and the quarterback have been together one more year. Uh, they're playing at a high level. They got a real good running back, actually two good running backs with Devontae Booker coming off the bench behind Jacobs and then the tight end Waller. Just talk about the challenges you're going to have uh, looking at it from right behind the defensive line going against that offense this week. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've got a pretty dang good offense. They got some big guys up front. Uh, they got some great running backs um, and some great third down running backs too uh, to be able to move the ball around. And then their tight ends are good. I mean, they can run, uh, they can get you out in space. Um, and their quarterback, like you said, has been in the system for a while now, understands his reads, and uh, he definitely takes advantage of that. Um, so they're a good looking offense, and we're just going to have to stay to our details and stay to what we know, and, and I think we'll be fine. COVID is getting scary, uh, not necessarily in the building the Broncos headquarters, but around the Denver community and everywhere. Uh, You know, as someone who's an elite athlete and health is so important to you, it's it's your livelihood, uh, what extra precautions are you taking and are you a little nervous about things out there? Uh, I'm not too nervous about them, but, uh, I mean, the only thing I do is come into the facility um, and work out and practice every day and go to meetings um, and then I go straight home. Uh, there's nothing really else I do. I don't go out to eat. Uh, the, me and the wife understand we're probably not a good idea to go do that. So really all we do is it's me going back and forth facility, maybe her getting some groceries and, 
and stuff like that. So, no, not too nervous with uh, our daily schedule and how we go about it. And thank you very much for your patience, and good luck this weekend against the Raiders. Awesome. Thank you. All right, thank you to Josie Jewell for joining us on Plus's Mic Drop and for Nine News, our one-on-one interview of the week. Josie playing uh, really well, second on the team in tackles. Um, the one thing about Josie that uh, I, I talked to him about there is that he's just better in space, and he's not faster. I think he's just more aware. Uh, you know, when you watch film, uh, you know where they're going. You can kind of anticipate where, where they're going, and you get there. You know, based on a tendency, based on, uh, uh, you know, watching film and, and where people tend to go off of uh, certain formations. And so that's really helped Josie Jewell become a much better player. He's almost an every down player. Alexander Johnson is. Josie Jewell comes out about two or three plays of a game is all. So uh, he's right there and playing very well. But um uh, the Broncos against the Raiders after they have a tough one against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, much talk about uh, how the Broncos uh, have been terrible in the first half and really good. Uh, I don't know if you could say the, the second half, but uh, end of the third quarter and all of the fourth, you can say they've been really good. And, of course, they want to uh, mix in a touchdown. I think if they mixed in a touchdown in the first half, that would help them out a lot. Ten points going into halftime. You know, not uh, baby steps here as far as the first half goes. I believe the key for that offense is to run the ball. And uh, if you run the ball, you can play action fake. If you play action fake, you can freeze the linebackers, you can freeze the safeties, uh, and you can give a little bit more time to Drew Locke for the receivers to get open and uh, freeze the pass rushers, freeze the blitzers, and... um, I think Drew Locke, when he has time, when he has a clean pocket and he steps into it, very good passer. Um, when he's throwing, when he's off balance and he's trying these trick throws, he's just not as accurate. And I know he likes to do those things, and once in a while he can make those fancy passes, but um, um, not not enough to be consistent. So that's the key. It's about Drew Locke. See what he can do. They have to find out before this season's over. The Broncos are not looking at the playoffs, even if they do expand it. They've already expanded it from six per conference to seven. That's in ink, and there's a possibility of going from seven to eight if there's some kind of delay to the regular season. And so, um, but either way, the Broncos are tied for tenth with New England with three and five records. Broncos have the tiebreaker there. But um, anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks for tuning in. Um, here on the uh, uh, Clis's mic drop, we are in week ten, and maybe with this COVID thing, uh, the Broncos can get through it. I know it's spiking throughout the community, uh, but um, they did get approval. The Broncos did to have fifty-seven hundred fans in the stands uh, next week against the Miami Dolphins, and then fifty-seven hundred uh, in the stands the following week against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Welcome back, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, for that game. So, so that's good news. Um, you know, I I, I I'm kind of torn on that. I, I'd rather there be fifteen thousand or none is kind of where I'm at on the stands. I don't think fifty-seven hundred 
um, does much makes much of a difference in a 76,000 seat stadium, but uh, it does keep the doors open. It does keep people employed inside the stadium, so that's a good thing about it. Um, so we'll see how the Broncos finish it out. They're three and five. I mean, I think they're looking at uh, five and eleven, six and ten, maybe seven and nine at the high high mark. Um, can't see them finishing uh, five and three. Uh, for eight and eight, that's for sure. But uh, young team, a growing team. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how much uh, uh, development they do for the rest of the year, and see if they can go back at them again next year. So until then, thanks to Josie Jewell. Thanks to everyone tuning in to Clis's Mic Drop, and we'll see you again next week as we talk about the Miami Dolphins.